welcome to Old Treasures Made New, your devotional podcast on the go or at home where we read the scriptures and reflect on them with those from the past. Today, we'll be reading Mark chapter 5, verses 35 to 43, and then through J.C. Ryle's expository thoughts on Mark. Please take a moment to pause and to ask the Holy Spirit to bring understanding and to apply what we hear. Mark chapter 5, verses 35 to 43. While he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house some who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. And he allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. They came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and Jesus saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. And when he had entered, he said to them, Why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. Taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kumi, which means, Little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately the girl got up and began walking for she was twelve years of age, and they were immediately overcome with amazement. And he strictly charged them that no one should know this, and told them to give her something to eat. This is the word of the Lord. A great miracle is recorded in these verses. A dead girl is restored to life. Mighty as the king of terrors is, there is one mightier than he. The keys of death are in our Lord Jesus Christ's hands. He will one day swallow up death in victory. Isaiah 25, 8. Let us learn from these verses that rank places no man beyond the reach of sorrow. Jairus was a ruler, yet sickness and trouble came to his house. Jairus probably had wealth and all the medical help that wealth can command, yet money could not keep death away from his child. The daughters of rulers are liable to sickness as well as the daughters of poor men. The daughters of rulers must die. It is good for us all to remember this. We are all too apt to forget it. We often think and talk as if the possession of riches was the great antidote to sorrow, and as if money could secure us against sickness and death. But it is the very extreme of blindness to think so. We have only to look around us and see a hundred proofs to the contrary. Death comes to palaces as well as to cottages, to landlords as well as to tenants, to rich as well as to poor. It tarries no man's leisure or convenience. It will not be kept out by locks and bars. It is appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. Hebrews 9.27 All are going to one place, the grave. We may be sure There is far more equality in the portions appointed to men than at first sight appears. Sickness is a great leveler. It makes no distinction. Heaven is the only place where the inhabitants shall not say, I am sick. Isaiah 33, 24. Happy are they who set their affections on things above. They and only they have a treasure which is incorruptible. Yet a little while, and they will be where they shall hear no more evil tidings. All tears will be wiped from their faces. 
They shall mourn no more. Never again shall they hear those sorrowful words. Your daughter, your son, your wife, your husband is dead. The former things have passed away. Let us learn for another thing how almighty is the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. That message which pierced the ruler's heart, telling him that his child was dead, did not stop our Lord for a moment. At once he cheered the father's faint spirits with these gracious words, Be not afraid, only believe. He comes to the house where there are many weeping and wailing and enters the room where the girl is lying. He takes her by the hand and says, Little girl, I say to you, arise. At once the heart begins to beat again, and the breath returns to the lifeless body. The girl arose and walked. No wonder that we read the words, They were astonished with a great astonishment. Let us think for a moment how wonderful was the change which took place in that house. From weeping to rejoicing, from mourning to congratulation, from death to life. How great and marvelous must have been the transition. They can only tell that who have seen death face to face and had the light of their households quenched and felt the iron entering into their own souls. They and they only can conceive what the family of Jarius must have felt when they saw their beloved one given back once more into their bosom by the power of Christ. There must have been a happy family gathering that night. Let us see in this glorious miracle a proof of what Jesus can do for dead souls. He can raise our children from the dead of trespasses and sins and make them walk before him in newness of life. He can take our sons and daughters by the hand and say to them, Arise. And bid them live not to themselves, but unto him that died for them and rose again. Have we a dead soul in our family? Let us call on the Lord to come and quicken him. Ephesians 2.1 Let us send to him message after message and entreat help to him. He that came to the support of Jairus is still plenteous in mercy and mighty in power. Finally, let us see in this miracle a blessed pledge of what our Lord will do in the day of his second appearing. He will call his believing people from their graves. He will give them a better, more glorious, and more beautiful body than they had in the days of their pilgrimage. He will gather together his elect from north and south and east and west to part no more and die no more. Believing parents shall once more see believing children. Believing husbands shall once more see believing wives. Let us beware of sorrowing like those who have no hope over friends who fall asleep in Christ. The youngest and loveliest believer can never die before the right time. Let us look forward. There is a glorious resurrection morning yet to come. And even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. 1 Thessalonians 4.14 Those words shall one day receive a complete fulfillment. I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. O death, I will be your plague. O grave, 
I will be your destruction. Hosea 13:14. He that raised the daughter of Jarius still lives. When he gathers his flock round him on that last day, not one lamb shall be found missing. That is the end of Ryle's expository thoughts for these verses. Let us carefully consider what we have heard today, and may the Lord be pleased to bring the growth for His glory. In considering what we have just heard, would you prayerfully ask yourself and others the following questions? First, does the reality of death humble us as the great leveler, or do we live as if tomorrow is promised? Second, do you have a child or friend who does not believe and is spiritually dead? Do you pray trusting that the same God who brought us to life can do so with them if he so pleases? Does the Lord have message after message from you with that request? And lastly, beloved friend, do you have a loved one who has passed away in the Lord? Do you grieve with the promised hope that you will see them again. Do you not believe that Jesus has the keys of death and Hades in his hands? Take hold of that closing verse from Hosea 13. I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. O death, I will be your plague. O grave, I will be your destruction. Praise the Lord.